Guru Nation, welcome to episode 452. In this episode, I interview a CRA Academy student, Martin, who recently just got hired uh, for a COVID study. And he's a perfect example of just hard work, dedication, mastering your craft, putting in the effort, and being in the right place at the right time with COVID, believe it or not. COVID has made research, uh, no matter where you are in the research industry, it is the right place and the right time for it. So definitely get inspired by this interview. Check out links in the show notes. I got my Patreon channel. It's only five bucks a month. We have weekly videos on how to increase your opportunities using social media. We also have a monthly mastermind group. Also check out the CRA and CRC academies. Links are in the show notes. And if you need more more help getting studies for your site, text me 949-415-6256. Thank you. Hello, Guru Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. It's Dan Farah. I've got Chris Sauber. How's it going, Chris? It's going well. Thank you. It's a very special interview. We're interviewing one of our CRA Academy, not even a graduate. We got Martin. He's just... I'm a graduate. Are you a graduate? I thought you're still in this current class. No, I'm uh, the intern right now. I'm, oh, you're uh, in the intern. Uh, okay. I started in May. Okay, okay. Sorry. This, this, uh, this August class is so big of a class. I just assume you're in there. Okay, so you recently graduated the last class, CRA yeah. Academy, and did you do any of the internship? I think you did. I think I did your uh, uh, monitoring yeah. report. I remember seeing it now. Exactly, exactly. I started okay. the intern in uh, August, I think, right? Yeah, August. Yep. It started in August. Yep, okay, so sorry, Martin, CRA Academy graduate, graduate with flying colors too. Um, and, uh, actually I think Tiffany, our instructor was saying that you were always asking good questions and things like that in class. So we've got a current or a, a recent CRA Academy graduate that just got hired at a big CRO. Uh, so his name is Martin and, uh, it's clinical research assistant. Is that right, Martin? Yes, that's correct. And, uh, you know, like this is, it's for a COVID study, which is, People are, don't understand out there, if you're looking to get into the research industry right now, all right, COVID is a blessing in disguise for you because it paved the way for so many new studies. First of all, for those that don't understand how the industry works, we're always in a shortage of CRAs, coordinators, patients. The industry is always in a shortage. Then you add I, something like 15,000 more studies this year mm -hmm. because of COVID. So you're just adding to the demand without increasing the supply. And, so and nobody just, knows anything before, right? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And guess what? With something like COVID-19, guess what? Everybody, even if you've been in this industry 20 years, like me and Chris almost, I think we're 15 you're research naive in COVID-19 also. Everybody's research naive. So mm -hmm. welcome to the club. You know, everybody's on an equal playing field. And this it's never been a better time to become a PI, a coordinator, a CRA, a CRC, 
whatever you want to do. And we got Martin on, and we're going to ask you questions about your experience in the academy, your job searching experience, the frustrations, the highs, the lows, the blood, sweat, and tears, if you had any. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then Chris will also add some questions because Chris always brings that unique, pragmatic approach. Yeah, we'll see. Help other students. <laughs> uh, so, Martin, thank you. First of all, congratulations. You earned thank it. Thank you. And uh, how was it? How, what was the process like? Well, I, basically, my, my wife found your academy. And um, I have to say that we just moved to the U.S. Uh, two years ago. And so um, my wife is already working in the pharmaceutical industry. Yes. And um, we knew that for me as a, um, as a manager and, and the sales and customer service um, um, business, it's not easy to find a job here. So I knew that I have to start something, something new. And um, because we both are, have a you know, science uh, bachelor, medical major so uh um i figured you know do something new do something you 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 want to do and do something in a in a business in an area where it's easy to to get a job and uh so basically she when she when we came over here she found your academy and she said martin if you want to do something just go here i mean you know you sometimes wow. you think okay is that an investment you want to do or not? I mean, it's, it's a couple of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, but, um, what are your expectations afterwards? And, uh, I recognize wow. that this business is really, 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 really fast. And, um, it is a business where they are looking for guys much more than in any other business. So, uh, yes, we invested it and, you know, learning the things in the academy is, is good. You probably can do that somewhere else also, but the major point is that internship because, you know, learning something and doing something that's two different, you know, points. And basically yes. before you can start something, you have to, you have to be able to do it, Right. I mean, you can learn a lot on YouTube. You can learn a lot on, on, on you know, in the internet. But uh, doing it within the business, that's basically the, the major point. And uh, if you need a month for that internship or six months, I mean, I saw a lot of um, uh, job, you know, postings for at least a year of experience. I mean, you cannot do, you cannot get that experience without doing a internship. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is basically the, the main point of your program, what I really appreciate. And uh, that was basically the, the, the main thing to to get hired, to do the things you you learned in the academy. So if I can ask, ask a question, um, uh -huh. I'm curious, with the job that you were hired for, did it require any any experience? Uh, yeah. What were the details? Yeah, I mean, they actually, they were looking for somebody for with at least a year of experience. That, that are basically the major uh, job postings, at least a year. Okay. Um, and, but 
I, my, my major, when I had this, when I had interviews, I mean, I could bring something on the table. I was a, um, a manager in the sales and customer service uh, um, business. So I know how to talk to people. I know how to, uh, you know, explain things. I know how to work. I did that for more than 10 years. I know to how to organize myself. And so, and, and so you can sum that all up. And although I only had, you know, two or three months of uh, experience in the internship, I could bring some more on the table. And it basically for them, it's summed up to a year or even two. Sure. So, so you, you, you summarized your previous experiences to overcome that year needed. That, hey, yeah. we can apply what I've already learned in other areas. Exactly. To fulfill my, my your question, year. Yeah. My question was always, okay, I don't have the experience for a year, but uh, what do you learn within the first year? Usually, you learn how to work. You learn how to um, organize yourself to uh, prioritize, you know, the work, to uh, be on time, to, to manage things. And that's basically what you learn within the first one or two years. And I don't have to learn that anymore. So give me exactly. the topic and I will be able to solve it within, you know, two to four weeks. And that's always what I say. You have to bring something on the table they want. Yes, you know exactly so, right. I always tell people like, you know, they they get discouraged when they see two years, and and this is back to my point, back to my Instagram post where I said this is twenty twenty is the best year to be research naive. All right, what they used to say two years or more. Now, if you notice, if you look closely, it says one year or less for a lot course. of these jobs. Exactly. So what are they really That's, saying? It's not a rule that says if you have less than a year, don't apply. It means what what uh what Martin just said. If you know what you're doing, okay, and you're somewhere around a year, doesn't yeah. means that could mean six months. That can mean five yeah. months. You can't tell me somebody who has uh eleven months experience in research that doesn't really know much is yeah. better than somebody with two months of experience who actually does everything at his current role. You know, that yeah. person with two months probably better fit than that person with 11 months. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Chris, you were going to say something? Yeah, I don't remember now. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, I just had to get that out because people, sure. uh, you know, one of the frequently asked questions I have when people want to join the CRA Academy is, hey, I'm seeing all this two years, two years, two years. I tell them the reason they're saying that is because it's much easier for them to write two years of experience, mm -hmm. one year of experience, as opposed to candidates should know, and then like a list of like a hundred things that CRAs do or research assistants do, like like Martin was doing in the academy, writing the report. How do you check on the subject enrollment status? How do you check on deviations? How do you check on investigational product regulatory up to date? That doesn't sound. How are you going to fit all that into a job description? You have to put yeah. something short right? Two years or less, one year, one year of experience. That's how they're saying that. That's, that's a placeholder for all the stuff that you've learned in the CRA Academy. And it's not just Martin, it's student after student after student. We only get to interview like 20% of them. And so another point much. that I want to mention in, in your program, um, you probably remember, I, um, I was asking you after I was done graduating, um, to if I can send you my resume and uh, if you know you, you got my resume and you put them, some points on it that were really you know important for me especially as somebody 
who basically are new in the country. So, uh, I mean, the wording, you know, the meaning of something. I mean, you see in the resume if, if, if the guy who turns in the resume knows what he did. And um, right, that's something, you know, it's, it's always a sum of little points that make you a good person or a hireable uh, person, you know. And it's not only your resume. I mean, you can also look up so many things in the internet, you know, about resume. But um, having somebody who really, you know, can point it out perfectly, that's something, I mean, my resume changed with every application. My resume changed a little bit, outlined a little bit. Then somebody told me I even put something out I did in the past because it doesn't matter. Um, uh, you know, things like that. It, it changed always a little bit. Were you a, uh, I'm curious, were you a client of Ashley Margos, the one who teaches guest lectures our class? No. Okay. No, I wasn't. Okay. Did, did your, uh, I assume it did, but did the CRA Academy come up in your interviews? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, um, I have it as in my education, of course, you know, I, uh, I have a bachelor and then I put it in the, in the academy. It's also in my, even in my LinkedIn profile, uh, you can find that. Um, that was really important because I thought, I mean, they want to know where you got your education and, sure. um, sure. and even, I even, you know, wrote down Dan, if they wanted to have uh, some contact, they can call. I even, you know, wrote down Dan's, Dan's number. So uh, it's important that they know where you got your, your education. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Absolutely. Yeah. So when do you start, uh, Martin? Um, yeah, within this week. Um, the final interview was yesterday. Okay. And um, I had basically the meet and greet with the site. Um, to talk to the um, um, wow. CRC, to talk to the PI, and uh, and uh, so they at least see me and they can talk to me for a minute. And now yeah. the company is basically setting up everything. You know, get the computer, get all the you know the the contracts to sign. You know, the everything you have to do mm -hmm. uh, in order to to basically be in the system of the company. Can you, can you tell us, because this is new for us too, I mean, like I said, COVID made everybody in some sense naive. Uh, usually the CRO doesn't have an employee of theirs mm -hmm. working at the site level. Uh, can you, as much as you can share, what does that arrangement look like? Because you work for the mm -hmm. CRO, not for the site, right? Exactly. Well, Basically, I'm, I'm hired through the recruiting company. The recruiting company uh, works for the uh, CRO. And I'm basically, I'm at the site to support, um, you know, the PI and the site itself. So I basically, see. I'm, so it's, it's a basically my paychecks come from the recruiting company but they are hiring for the CRO. So, and, and, and I get 
you know, I get the computer from the CRO. I get. Uh, I got you. Uh, so. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense for the CROs. I think a lot of them are doing that now with these COVID yeah, yeah. studies, <clears throat> because yeah, yeah. these studies are so time sensitive. Yeah. That they're the only way they can ensure that the site is gonna be uploading things in 24 hours and things like that yeah, yeah. is to actually yeah. have one of their people in the site, and yeah. that's probably at no cost to the site. So exactly, the sites will say, "Okay, this is great. Let's do it because we don't have to pay for you know this person's gonna come here and help us make the study mm -hmm. better, basically." So that's an interesting mm -hmm. model, and that's something that you don't typically see in research. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's an example of this year. You know, COVID nineteen basically changed everything in all aspects, from more or less to some extent. Yeah, well, I, you know, they it's it's a contract. It's basically a twelve month contract. Um, but they basically said we have to see every two to four months. You know, if we if we go, if we leave you at this site or put you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, simply because it goes so fast and it's, it's, you know, it's nobody knows what's, what's in two or three or four months. So, um, mm -hmm. and on the job, and that is also something that I discovered on the job description, it was said four to six months. And then during the hiring period, they even ask if it, if I'm fine with it, if it goes up to 12 or even 15 months. Um, right. I mean, because it goes so fast, they don't want to hire probably every other week another guy. So right. if they found somebody, um, you know, why shouldn't they stick with them? Especially if it's a Martin who's like good as gold coming out of the CRA Academy, doing yep. the monitoring reports. I remember doing your monitoring report now, your cover letter, your CV. Uh, I, I recall all of this now. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's very interesting, uh, and I'm glad it worked out for you. And like I said, this is just the beginning. I mean, this is everybody's worried about those short contracts. And like no, you said, take it, take, take it. it. Because I mean, as long as you know what that you're, you're doing, a good guy, right? Exactly, exactly. I have a lot of people telling me, "Oh, they offered me a job, but it's like a short contract." And I tell them, "Well, what's the alternative? You got to take it. The alternative yeah. is no contract." Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I said also. Yeah. And if you impress them, they'll hire you permanently. Like 90% of the time you have to do, Chris and I talk about this all the time in our podcast, you have to do, once you're in research, if you're a site, if you're an employee anywhere, to get kicked out of the industry forever, you have to do something really, 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 really bad or stupid, yeah. which... 90, not, I don't know, 99, but 90, let's say 90% of the people will never even think of doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're good. You're good to go. Martin, uh, can't wait to uh, do another interview with you later on. Thank and you one so more much. Question. Oh, Chris, Chris, bring them on, man. Well, this is kind of a touchy question. Most people don't like it to ask. But we uh -oh. get Just don't make me do more editing work, Chris. I well, don't want to edit this. Martin can let us know. Okay. Um, <laughs> So we get a lot of questions about this exact topic. So if you can share, Martine, what what's your starting salary? Um, my yeah, I, I I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I got a lot of job uh, offers, kind of, you know, like postings and emails. And would you like? Um, 
they were all between, let's say, $25 and $45 an hour. Okay. Um, this one, it's $31 an hour. Um, I mean, you have to consider the area where we live in. In some areas, it's probably, you know, I mean, we live in, uh, in Orange County, so that means, you know, you, the income is a little bit higher than somewhere else. Of course, but it's a it's a reasonable income. I that's not basically bad. was exact exact exacting between. I always said between thirty five and forty five. That was my range, mm -hmm. but I knew I would take. I mean, I also got job offers for twenty five and twenty you know dollars an hour. Sure, and I said no. I mean, that is you know that is nothing I would do. Um, so. Uh, so thirty bu thirty-one bucks, it's fine. It's a starting. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's a starting. I mean, you start. You know, that, and that, that's a decent opening or starting salary. It's sixty-five thousand a year. So, yeah, uh, that's just nothing beginning. wrong with that. Yep. It's just no. the beginning. But thank you, Chris, for asking that because now I remember what I was going to ask. So, Martin, how to get this job? Just to give people a estimate, okay? How mm -hmm. many applications did you have to send? How many interviews did you do? until mm -hmm. you finally got this job, just approximate. Yeah, I mean, in general, you can say it's all about the numbers. You cannot expect to get an interview when you send out a resume once, you know, that, that's for sure. Some and, people do though, some people yeah, do expect. <laughs> no, and, uh, and for me, I even made a list, who I talked to, who I applied to. Um, overall, I would say, you know, plus minus approximately um, through and use every channel you can use, you know, LinkedIn, Indeed, um, Upward, uh, you know, look for companies, their job postings, you know, just look for everything you can and send in your resume basically as much as you can. You never know what comes back. So overall, I would say 50 times, between 50 and 70 times, I send out my resume, 50 and 70. I got calls, first calls, like, hey, we got your resume. Um, we want to talk about it. Um, that is the job posting, um, blah, blah, blah. So the first call I probably got between... 25 and 35 so half half that's 40 big. 30 to 50 percent of calls from recruiters from you know the company itself mainly from recruiters i mean you you seldom get a, get a call from the company itself mm -hmm. it's most of the time like 90 percent of was a recruiter uh, um the second call basically is where they asked specific question on what you did, what is written in your resume, etc. So basically, important points they want to know. And that was probably between 15 and, and 25 times. So another half, the original. And job offerings I got between three and seven. Well, that's really I knew, good. 
where I the knew numbers. the range, the salary range, where I knew where basically you you had to have a final call or they send you I mean offering I'm for me an offer is here it is, check it out, and we then talk a final call. And yeah. and basically the final call where you really where you can say I will that job. Two or three times. That's awesome. That's a high batting yeah. average, Martin. If you were playing very, baseball, I would say that's very high. Yeah, you'd be in the Hall of Fame, like maybe the best baseball player of all ever with that batting average. But that's uh, yeah. amazing, and that's actually this year. That shows you. That's typical. Um, even for this year, that's high. Uh, so they must really like your background. But uh, in 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 previous years, pre-COVID the numbers are lower because yeah. it's less demand. But now we're adding all these new studies. I mean, look at the study you got. It's a COVID study, right? So, um, yeah, it, this is the beginning of many good things to come. Martin, thank you so much for You're representing welcome. the CRA Academy in a positive Thank you so life. much. I you did a wonderful it. job. I mean, I really appreciate that. That's, yeah, you need that. I mean, in that kind of business, you know, invested, you know, investing yourself, you have to see it that way. Thank you, Martin. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Chris, also. And thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye. So, hey, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, and also go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.